The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. There's one power strong enough to break the cycle of addiction and incarceration. One name that restores and redeems hearts. One true Savior. This is Prison Transformation Radio. Stories of chains broken and hearts restored. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome, church. Happy Saturday afternoon, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Jim Moore. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm with the R3 Collaborative. Over a thousand ministries and individuals that are volunteering and mentoring in the in the field of recovery from addiction and reentry from incarceration, and the most important part, renewal in Christ. Mm. And my co-host, Pastor Dwight Anderson, Prison Mission Association. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm part of the R3 Collaborative as well. You are. And um, as I was thinking about this program today, a verse, the Lord brought a verse to mind, and we just heard that song, The Power in the Name of Jesus. Uh, Romans 1, 16, the Apostle Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. And uh, this is Prison Transformation Radio, changing hearts with Christ. And so we're, we're looking to change the hearts of people yeah. in the churches towards those in prison, those going through addictions and those in prison, and those families affected by it, yeah. that, uh, that their hearts will be changed and warmed with the hope that we have in Christ and the power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. We were talking earlier, and you'll hear about this next week, so it's just kind of a planting a seed, the ripple effect. And we're talking about how tragically all of the... Tragic bad things happen from divorce to addiction cause a ripple, but so do the good things. Amen. I mean, did Christ start a ripple or what? Yes. And and all of the work that we're doing. So I just I just like to before we launch into this uh, special show, I just like to turn to you, Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, Holy Son of God. Take over the show. Take over the airways. Fill this room that that we're sitting in with our friends the cars that folks are driving in, the offices where they're listening in podcasts, and and have your way with us, Father. Jesus, speak through us as we try to reach the church. And that's the prayer, folks, to reach the church. We want to educate and inform those of you in the church community who are listening about what's going on in the field of recovery and reentry. Uh, we also want to, and today's an excellent example to that, we want to share with the church what the body of Christ can do what a church can do, what churches working together can do. And so we're going to be hearing from Wyzetta Free Church. And Pastor George Kenworthy is joining us. He is the formation. Let me see, let me make sure I get this right. It's uh, The longer the title, the smarter you are. I right? know. <laughs> I got the outreach pastor part. Or it but, just means that nobody knows what I do, and then I can fly under the you radar. You do formation. Yeah. yeah, spiritual formation and outreach. Spiritual formation and outreach. So, yep. Pastor George, uh, dear friend for over a year, we've been yeah. in the trenches together. Absolutely. I've worked with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, as many of you on the air know, and worked with Pastor George and Wyzetta Free on raising up mentors. On the next week's show, we'll actually hear from Tim Shinke, who works with George, and he's going to be talking specifically about mentoring. But that's just a part of what you do, Pastor George, at Wyzetta Free. 
you are one of the role models to me of a church who is doing local ministry work with, with all kinds of different organizations. And, and that's what we want to talk about today is how can a church serve locally? Mm-hmm. How can a church reach out? And so, again, welcome, Pastor George. It, let's start off with a little history, a little history on why Zeta Free, particularly in terms of how did he get involved in this local mission work? And then your mission work goes way back, too. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Dwight, for uh, having me. Um, I do work at Wyzetta in spiritual formation and outreach. And a little bit of background. Um, we have taken seriously uh, as leadership at Wyzetta um, where God would have us go and whom he would have us uh, serve. So about a year ago, we redid our vision statement. Um to this. Here's our vision statement. Imagine a church that does whatever it takes to serve the West Metro, which is where we're located, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we did that because um, as we looked at the larger culture, I think there are a couple different factors that is appro- that are real for the North American church. Um, we have um, non-Christians looking in, and they're watching us and wanting to see that our actions match actually what we say um, we believe in and our values. And I think uh, there's been a transition in the last 10 years, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but um, we've lost a little bit of credibility as a, as a big C church. And so what we're trying to do is uh, uh, gain back that credibility, engage culture in the way um, that Jesus would have us mm-hmm. do as his hands and feet, and um, do what we say that we're going to do. We want to be outside the church, serving our community, showing the love of Jesus, and introducing people to the power of Christ. So what we've done with that vision statement is we've come up with some culture statements, too. It's a good thing that um, the gospel is uh, renewed um, every 10 or 20 years because it stays fresh. We need that ourselves. As uh, fallen human beings, we need to engage the cross regularly um, and even generationally. So we've tried to define, as all these questions are coming up, as we've lost some of our credibility and people inside our church are asking, how do we engage a culture that as soon as we bring up the name of Jesus, just barriers go up and we can't even talk about him. So churches basically worship, corporate worship. We become so individualistic in the way that we worship God. There's power in coming together as a church and worshiping God, inviting the Holy Spirit uh, to join with us and partner in the work. Church is also community. We need to be together going out and serving so we're strong as a community, as a church, but then we're also reaching out um, to the community. And then we need to be a church that is serving. That needs to be kind of our lifeblood. Jesus called us to be servants. And I think one of the challenges that we've had, um, I'll just speak for Wyzetta, no, I'll speak for the big church because yeah. I, I can make speak big. Gen- it's better thing. to make big generalizations, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's I'm a pastor. That's what I get paid to do. So um, big generalization. The uh, there's a difference between um, serving and having a servant's heart. So particularly coming out of the Passion Week and Palm Sunday um, and Monday Thursday, the Lord's Supper and um, Easter and Good Friday, one of the verses that. Um, brings out to me is when Paul describes Jesus, because what happens, I'll go back to John 13, the Jesus knows he's on his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. He's having the last supper with the disciples, and yet he still gives up and he serves. And he actually Mm -hmm. changes clothes um, and strips down and washes their feet. 
and he's serving someone he knows that's going to betray him, and he's serving someone that makes a promise and says, you know what, I will never denounce you, but then, and Jesus' great time of need denounces him. And that's the heart of Jesus. It's the heart of a servant. Sometimes I think as Christians, we serve, right? And it's an event, but it's not relationship-oriented. And we go out and serve, and we say, look at all the great things that we did, but we're still in control of how we serve and whom we serve. And Paul describes Jesus um, in Philippians chapter 2 like this. This is supposed to be our heart. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And it goes on and talks about how he poured himself out and humbled himself to even death on the cross. As a church, we need to hold that dear that we are called to die just like our Savior so that others can live. And that's the heart of a servant, and that's relationship. Um, yeah. And that's the heart and soul of what you're doing. Yeah. Can I share with you something about another one of my heroes? Sure. Because you kind of are. <laughs> I appreciate I mean, that, you Jim. are. I've just that's admired generous. so much the work. And that's, uh, Pastor Roy, we talk about. That's why I love doing this show. I get to have heroes on. Uh-huh. And one of my heroes I heard on a radio show yesterday, Martin Luther King. Absolutely. And he was talking about the social gospel. And he said, if you want to get close to the divine, find where people are most marginalized yes. and outcast, yep. mm-hmm. and you will come close to the divine. Mm-hmm. And it was just that's what, echoing my mind as you're saying that, that. And folks, many years, 50 years, I don't know how many, I guess it is 50 years later, isn't yeah. it? From yeah. his passing. And now there are thousands of people out there Yes. taking up that cross on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about the specific missions and groups you mm-hmm. serve, tell us a little bit about you, because you're not new to the mission field, locally or internationally. Just give us a little insight into who you are, then we'll talk about the groups you serve. Uh, so my role at YZ has been, I've been there for two years, and before that, my family uh, lived in Outer Mongolia uh, wow. for 10 years, and we were with Reach Global, um, and we were there to plant a church where there were no churches. And so we went there, um, did, uh, it was an animistic culture. So that means that they prayed to spirits. Um, and that was a challenge presenting the gospel because mm. they would accept Jesus. They would say, sure, uh, Jesus sounds like a great guy because in animism, you're reacting to bad things and you're trying to get ahead. So it's a, it's a superstitious um, yeah. worldview. And so Jesus would just become another idol on the shelf if we didn't have some real clear definitions. Hmm. It was a challenge when we went there. Um, and what we found is you have to reach the whole person. You have to reach uh, the person uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually, particularly in a poor context. So we did it through education to alle- alleviate um, the root causes of poverty. A clinic came out of that. Uh, and then... Um, we were able to present the gospel. Uh, so we served first and then presented the gospel to uh, uh, leaders in Mongolia. And uh, sh- what happened was how we did it was because there's such a spiritual culture, we went back um, to the beginning and God is the creator of the universe. So by the time you get to the cross, because they didn't understand Jesus' cross, why did Jesus have to die? And this is a question that yeah, um, we a lot of North Americans yeah. are asking right now. Right. Why did Jesus have to die? They're not a sin culture. They didn't believe that they had to repent. But when we did that, uh, God is the universe above every other spirit. What happens on the cross is um, a cosmic spiritual battle, 
and Jesus Christ conquers all mm. others. And um, when they mm-hmm. got that, uh, the now, um, 10 years ago in the province where we went, there are no Christians. Now there's a church of 60, and they're out uh, planning churches uh, themselves. And you know, that's the other side of the world, but it yeah. sounds similar yeah. uh-huh. to what's going on here. I've, I've shared before, I have a background in addiction and and with Teen Challenge, and I worshiped a lot of idols. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was animalistic in my own way, as many of us are and were in the world and in the local mission field. I know Teen Challenge is one of those organizations. That's the root. We are humanistic by nature. We do not want God to tell us what to do. That's from mm-hmm. the garden. That's the sin that started then, and that's the sin that continues to today. Yeah. You yep. were going to check yeah. us in, Pastor. Yeah, yep. if, if you're tuning in right now, listening, this is uh, AM 980, The Mission, and you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio, Changing Hearts with Christ, and we're interviewing George Kenworthy. He's the pastor of spiritual formation and outreach there at Wyzetta Free Church. So, George, tell us a little bit what your church is actually doing, because we'd love to get other churches activated yeah, doing things perfect. like yeah. what you're doing. So tell us exactly. Well, we're dreaming big because uh, we have, um, if you can fulfill all your strategic plans, all your vision and your own power, then you're not dreaming big enough. So one of the things that we want to do is say, you know what, God, let's uh, get overwhelmed today. Surprise us. Let's go out and do the impossible together. And we've been praying um, first and always and asking God, you know what, we want our hearts to be transformed to your heart. So He's pushed us, and it's been good. It's uh, God's a God of the needy. The Holy Spirit shows up when you need him. Um, so we've been partnering with, uh, uh, with Teen Challenge. We had uh, uh, a long history uh, with you. We've had um, you come in uh, Sundays after Easter, and I think that's a great timing because you yeah. come in and you present uh, this message of hope, which I think sometimes— um, if you've been a believer for a long time, you forget exactly what it is to be in the depths and to cry out to your Savior, I need you. Uh, you are my only hope and you are my salvation. So that has been great. So the choir cried out at Wyzetta Free. The choir is awesome at Wyzetta. Yeah. It, you always bless us uh, yeah. hugely. And um, the when I entered this role, um, I really wanted to commit because we are not event oriented. We didn't want you to just come in uh, one Sunday yeah. every year and then not see you. Um, at the time I came in, we didn't have a lot of mentors. So uh, challenged the church, uh, said, uh, this is a, a, a ministry that's excellent. We want to push in. And we had uh, 22 mentors sign up uh, that Sunday. And we've been doing uh, yeah. your ministry with you for a year. We've learned a lot. Um, we've developed a, a mentor group because we want to do everything. It's one of our core values, team-led, team-driven. Mm-hmm. So we do ministry together because when you walk with the marginalized, when you walk with someone who doesn't know Christ, you're going to come face-to-face with your own brokenness. Yeah. We're just kidding ourselves if we think that uh, we're not down in the ditch too and need the mm-hmm. Good Samaritan. So and There are those opportunities to mentor and come alongside. And again, next yep. Saturday, yep. Kim Shinke's going to join us, and George will be with us as well, mm-hmm. talking about specifically mentoring and opportunities and easy ways to get involved. Tell us about some of the other local missions you work with, the other organizations, because I've, I was looking at the list of those that come to your serving workshops, right? and it's tremendous the groups you're reaching out to. Uh, God has blessed us with um, a refugee family from Nigeria. Uh, we prayed about this uh, because of my cross-cultural work yep. I had a real heart for this. And we have um, a family that is uh, actually uh, living um, with uh, why, why is it sponsored right next to the church. 
and they fled persecution from Nigeria. It was a family that um, the father was in line to become a chief imam, not just over one mosque, but several mosques. And what happened was uh, he had a dream, and uh, his wife had a dream at the exact same time. They were in different locations, and Jesus presented uh, himself to them, and they woke up totally scared and like, what is going on? And then they went to the church and uh, asked, who is this Jesus? Mm -hmm. And then right away accepted Jesus. So the Holy Spirit's moving worldwide. And then when that happened, and his relatives, his family, the community found out they wasn't going to be chief imam. Persecution started. There were kidnappings. Mm-hmm. There were beatings. And then uh, they fled to North America. And now we're partnering with them and learning a lot. So wow. God gets bigger mm. when uh, you get involved with other cultures. So, And so this is something the church takes on. And yeah. these and other missions, mission work that you do. Yep. Members, not only members of Ways That Are Free, but we were talking before uh, you welcome any members of any church to, who are looking for opportunities to serve. This is already something that's already operating. Yes. I, I know some other groups. I just met with Source the other day. Yes. This is anti-trafficking. And yes. wonderful Maria, yep. who heads up those efforts, was out at your church doing a workshop for people, educating people, right? Yep. And, and what other ministries have been out to? Because just in April... You did actually some service workshops. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that, and and about you know what kind of service workshops you do and how you help educate people. Right. Uh, so um, this April, April fourteenth at uh, YZ, we're doing a citywide um, expo, and uh, we're partnering with uh, a lot of the ministries that uh, it's on our on our website uh, yzfree.org. A lot of the ministries that are church born, but then. We also um, wanted to uh, see how we could just serve the city. So we're also partnering with our local, with our cities, um, uh, working with shut-ins. We're partnering with our schools. Um, we're partnering uh, with some uh, corporations. We're partnering with the police department. And the idea is we're having the expo as an introduction to um, what we're going to, we have a serve day on June 3rd, where we're going to leave the church on a Sunday and that will be our worship, and we'll go out um, and serve the community. In a, go out in a, into the community. In a, yep, go out into the community in a variety of different ways. I and mean, we are partnering uh, with some other churches to do this um, because uh, local church, if we all joined together and showed our communities are watching us, and we showed that, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, this is, this is part of who we are. We don't have any hidden agenda. We're uh, just trying to serve you and put value Mm -hmm. into what you're doing because we appreciate for example the police force we appreciate what you're doing the schools we appreciate the uh what you're putting into our kids and we want to uh, just help build you up so amen Amen. if you tuned in just now it's am 980 the mission uh uh, prison transformation radio changing hearts with christ and we've been talking with uh, with george kenworthy the pastor of spiritual formation and outreach there at wyzetta free now, George, if someone's listening and they want to volunteer, or yeah. how, what can they kind of do, and how would they get in touch with you, and how would they get involved to serve? Uh, so we have a serve tab on our um, our website. It's uh, wasitafree.org, and if you t- click on that and serve local, you'll see um, that uh, we have a lot of opportunities um, to serve. Uh, uh, it goes through every organization that we're partnering with, how we're partnering. And you'll see that we're entering into uh, a season of prayer. So we're just uh, asking our congregation to dream impossible, to dream big things, invite God in um, to every part of their lives. And um, 
we want to do a variety of things. We have a drive-through prayer uh, that's coming up in May where anybody, people that would not enter the church, we did this last year, and we found that people that would never enter the church are open to prayer. And they come in through prayer. Yeah. So you come, (laughs) you come through. We have uh, uh, shifts that run uh, all day. Uh, It's on May 3rd and people all day. So it's like a fast food uh, type of idea. You come into our parking lot. You don't even have to get out of your car. Someone will come up and uh, pray with you and whatever you need. We just want to, prayer is the heart and soul of everything we do because intimacy with God, we can't do this without God. Mm -hmm. And we found that the community, uh, we served over 100 people uh, last year, but we want to uh, just double that, triple that. You know, we want to pray. If you need prayer, hmm. we want to serve you that way. Amen. So that's awesome. So it, it always time flies when you're with Jesus. That's it. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I know. Well, and the good news is that you will be back next Saturday. Okay. All right. And yeah. we're going to really focus in on mentoring because I think that's one of the opportunities. And you asked the question, Dwight, how can people engage? Right. Yeah. And and that will be about Teen Challenge. I always like to mention, um, and we'll mention this again next week. But if first of all, if you're struggling. Because yeah. a lot of us are struggling, mm-hmm. or you have a loved one that's struggling. Let me give you a, a powerful number, 612-FREEDOM, 612-F-R-E-E-D-O-M. And that is the, the doorway to Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And you can you or your loved one can get help, support, get an assessment. But you can also find out any—you can get the choir to come to your church. If you're a pastor, mm-hmm. give Teen Challenge a call. If you want to mentor, that's the doorway to Teen Challenge, any way you want to get involved. And we'll talk more about that next week. But let me let me focus in and land us on June 3rd. Okay. That's at Wyzetta Free. Yep. And again, let's just reiterate the, the website is wyzettafree.org. Yep. And then click on Serve Local tab. And you'll get information about that. I plan to be there, Pastor. I don't know if you can make it, but I'm. I like to promote these things, so we'll send out an invitation to our three. But come not only to participate, but if you're a pastor, or if you're a senior person at church, and you've wanted to do something like this, I talked to George earlier. He said he'll coach you, he'll he'll mentor you, he'll support you. You can use what Wayzata Free is doing as a starting point or kind of a prototype to build things off of. So just God bless you. Thank you. For Thank everything you for you've done. Yeah. But boy, the, a... next, the next couple of years, too, and everything's going. Hmm. So Pastor George is going to close us in prayer in a yep. minute. But Pastor Dwight, all these pastors. Yes. Um, anything you would like to share about prison or what you're up to before we have George close us? Yeah, if there's anyone listening that has a loved one in prison— or know someone that might be interested in doing our Bible studies, they can get college credit for doing it, and that's free. Um, You can go to our website, prisonmission.org, or call me. My cell phone number is 612-423-3457. And um, coming up on April 29th, I'm going to be at Oak Park Heights Prison. Uh So appreciate your prayers on that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're just excited about how God is working behind bars. And and our goal at PMA is to plant churches behind bars. So we appreciate your prayers on that and God raising up. It's a grassroots uh, spiritual movement to see God working there. And Pastor Dwight works behind the walls. Uh, the R three Collaborative, which is I work with, we work, we meet them at the gate, right, Pastor? Right, that's right. Uh, whether it's the that's gate right. of Teen Challenge or the gate of prison, because it's just beginning. Once it's ending, now you need the recovery resources. So, if there's any support, we can be R the number three Collaborative dot org, and you'll find 
events that are happening and, and resources directories and all of those things. But we would like to have you uh, take a moment, Pastor, and pray us out, Absolutely. if you will, to the music. Yep, for sure. So from Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. Heavenly Father, we pray this with all our hearts. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, you exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, mm-hmm. that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, we do this day and every day acknowledge that Jesus Christ, you are Lord. And Jesus, we need you. We need you yes, to guide us. We need you every day. Mm-hmm. I pray out um, from the depths my soul for you. I pray that our hearts as a church will be transformed to your heart and we'll start seeing people the way you see them, Mm -hmm. through eyes of mercy, eyes of compassion, and we'll have the humility and boldness and discernment to introduce them to you. We love you and it's in your name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Pastor. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week. Yep.